Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of autoimmune hepatitis found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 24-year-old woman with a past medical history of vitiligo presents to the emergency room for abdominal pain. She has had abdominal pain intermittently for the past few weeks and has seen her primary care physician for this issue. On exam, she is slightly jaundiced with scleroicterus and has hepatosplenomegaly. Viral serologies are negative. Labs are significant for elevated transaminitis and positive smooth muscle antibody. She has started on prednisone. Let's continue with an introduction to autoimmune hepatitis. Clinically, this is defined as an autoimmune chronic inflammation of the liver. Type 1 autoimmune hepatitis is most common and is positive for anti-nuclear antibodies and positive for smooth muscle antibodies. Type 2 autoimmune hepatitis will demonstrate positive liver and kidney microsome type 1 antibodies and positive anti-mitochondrial antibodies. Conditions that are associated include other autoimmune diseases such as thyroid disease, ulcerative colitis, and celiac disease. In terms of the epidemiology, females are affected more often than males, type 1 autoimmune hepatitis affects young adults, and type 2 autoimmune hepatitis may affect children. Risk factors include viral hepatitis, measles, and medications may trigger a relapse. In terms of the genetics, there may be an error gene mutation. With regards to the pathogenesis, this is typically a T-cell-mediated autoimmune disease. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms and physical exam may demonstrate jaundice, abdominal pain, encephalopathy, pruritus, hepatomegaly, splenomegaly, and ascites. In terms of the diagnostic approach, remember that diagnostic testing must rule out viral hepatitis. Studies may include serum antibodies, which again in type 1 autoimmune hepatitis may be positive for ANA and SMA, whereas in type 2, it may be positive for anti-LKM1 and AMA. Liver function tests will demonstrate elevated transaminases and elevated alkaline phosphatase. Serum protein electrophoresis may demonstrate hypergammaglobulinemia. A liver biopsy is the most accurate test, and it will demonstrate bridging or multilobular necrosis, inflammation, and fibrotic changes. It may also demonstrate cirrhosis. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about viral hepatitis, with distinguishing factors being that this will be positive with serologies for hepatitis viruses. Also think about hemochromatosis, with distinguishing factors being that this also presents with restrictive cardiomyopathy, darkening skin, joint pain, and pancreatic insufficiency. In terms of treatment, first-line options include steroids. This is indicated when transaminitis is greater than 10 times the upper limit of normal, and it's also indicated when histology demonstrates bridging necrosis or multilobular necrosis. Another option is azathioprine. This is often used alongside steroids. Second-line options include other immunosuppressants. These may include mycophenolate, cyclosporine, and tacrolimus. Another option is a liver transplant. This is indicated for disease that is refractory to medical therapy. Complications related to autoimmune hepatitis 
include cirrhosis and hepatocellular carcinoma. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that relapse is common. That's all for this review about autoimmune hepatitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.